Florida State has been known as DBU for the past, what is it, Dave? Past since we started this entire thing? Mm, at least. At least. And last year, DBU was a little off. They were a little bit on, but also we have more additions to the team. So we're talking about defensive backs today on today's edition of Locked on Seminoles. Dave, let's ride. You are Locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and today in the stream yard, I got Mr. Davey Wise. David, what's going on, my guy? Not too much, Drake. It is cold outside. I'm back to weather right now because it is that cold. I don't know if it is right now in South Florida. It never gets cold there, but Drake, it is too cold to exist in New York. Uh, it was a little chilly last week, but you know we're not doing that. But as always, that we are not a weather podcast. We are the we we we'd be really actually what would be we would be some, we would have some great uh, nicknames for that storm of weather's over here. But folks, we want to thank each and every single one of you for being locked on semblance for each and every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by our title sponsor, our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon today to get started. So, Dave. Last week, we did the wide receiver, what not wide receiver preview, but it was sort of the expectation heading into the year, how they performed, and what we expect from them uh, for next year, for 2023, which yep. next year is this is this upcoming year. So now we're going to do the same for the rest of the position groups, and we're starting today, or we're continuing today with defensive backs. Dave, DBU, that's been a staple of the Florida State brand. Heading into last year, what did you expect from this defensive back room from Players such as Jarian Jones, a Renardo Green who came on during spring, also with Jamie Robinson who came back last season, and also Akeem Dent who played pretty well at the end of last season. Yeah, um, my expectations for this unit. Look, this is going to be a static answer. You can you can clip this right here and play exactly what I'm about to say. Every expectations from expectations from heading into last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, you can just clip this right now, and we'll, we'll replay this for you every year. Save ourselves, save you guys all some time. This is Florida State. I mean, there's a standard at that position, and not just because like of the logo and and the fact that we've you know put so many we've had so many guys be all Americans and and go on to the NFL and have great careers there at the defensive back position. But look, we're we're in a we're in a geographical location where we are just really close to where an awful lot of the defensive back talent in this country develops and comes from a lot of it's from Florida. A lot of the four and five star DBs in the country. come from Florida. That's just the way it is. So by virtue of that, all being here in state, I have really high expectations for our defensive back recruiting. Um, I have high hope for our teaching of the position in light of the pedigree we have at defensive back. And I have high hopes that, you know, it, it's just going to work out at the position. I mean, you, we, we do this name syndrome thing every year where we go down the defensive back room in particular and look at all the four stars and five stars. It was going into last year what I considered the most talented position on the team. 
And I genuinely thought that we would see just some some guys step up and and make it happen. And it and it would end up being one of the best units on the team because of course it would be. It's Florida State, and that's the defensive back room. I mean, the thing is also, we did see several players actually do kind of step up, right? And you saw Jamie Robinson still be Jamie Robinson in the at the safety spot. We knew Jerry, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jerry and Jones actually played admirably well. Actually, was actually one of your better performing corners for the back half of the season. He was very instrumental in a lot of those kind of, you know, limiting opposing defense offenses to, you know, the low amount of points, as well as playing a very great Florida game, too, as well. And even though the whole Oklahoma game, when he got hurt and got out, you saw miss, you know, missing him. And then Greedy Vance, who's someone that I know we all remember the the misinterception against Wake Forest. But for the majority of the year, I think you, even you said he was our best graded corner per PFF. Now, I do agree that there are some kind of you, you see some players that they did struggle like t- towards the entire year. And overall, now was, you know, an Amari Cooper and also Kevin Knowles, who took a step back from the previous year. But it, it was, I think, like, I think right my space in the end of the year, I thought it would be a much better, better group overall. And it just feels like it was very, I think the results were very, I think the best way to put it is hit and miss. It was inconsistent overall for the vision group. I, ironic, but good way to put it, I think. Um, you, you see that stat thrown around an awful lot about the defensive back room that, um, that we were number one in the ACC and I think top five in the country in, or I think we were number one in power five or something in, uh, past yards allowed per game and mm-hmm. that, that's a really simple but i think a misleading misleading statistic because it was a lot of th- there was a lot that went into that and it wasn't just because like we had lockdown corners um that said like like to your point uh absolutely guys like greedy vance and renardo green played better than i thought they would um i w- i think i was more surprised that akeem den didn't flourish um, like you said, he got better towards the end of the year. Um, but that look, the safety spot is just, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the last time at Florida state that we didn't have like five, four deep at the position. It just, it just feels like we always have, we always have highly talented, highly skilled options and not that we don't, but, and we're going to get to this when we talk about this year is going into last year, I thought we had more of a known quantity for sure at the safety spot with Jamie Robinson here. That's not going to be the case going into next year, but yeah, it, it just, look, we had some young guys step up too. Um, but just, just overall, I think there's a reason that the only position group on the team that saw a coaching change this off season was the defensive backroom, a talented position group. Um, clearly everybody, um, clearly Mike Norvell sees we have so much talent there. Like, Everybody agrees these kids are all, you know, blue chip players in the defensive back room. So why aren't they playing like all blue chip players? Um, I think we got it. I think we got enough here on the roster to have that kind of room. Um, I really look I'm really looking forward to see what this group's going to do under new coaching. But going into last year, I, I didn't think it was a realistic scenario that we're talking about having to change our defensive backs coach because that room is so underperforming. Not that it did necessarily so underperform but just not what you expect i think not what we expected no it wasn't i think it's one of the things also where where you discuss it it's it's the question that you always ask when it comes to this where it's like when you do you blame the players or do you blame the coaching or the instruction and got to the point where you're right you knew the players you saw them like these kids are really talented and they've also been in the system for 
what was year three last year, and you saw how they were unable to run certain concepts or they struggled with the you know the I think what was it the bunch set that was the big bugaboo all all season long. Can't believe I used the word bugaboo. I can't stand that word, but here we are now with that. And all like defensively too, it was also the philosophy of hey, do this bend don't break kind of mentality too, like leaving everything in front of you. Hence the uh, passing yard stat, limiting as much of plays. But then the problem is you can't keep bending, 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 and then you end up always in the red zone allowing a field goal. Or hey, here's the one touchdown every three to four trips when it comes to that overall. So I think you're right with that. And then for next, you know, for next time we'll talk about everything else. But Dave, before we do that, we need to talk about friends over at FanDuel. That's right, folks. FanDuel is the new official sponsor of the Locked On Network, and we couldn't be happier to actually have them as our new sports betting partner for Locked On because of the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make banks on sports fun and super easy. As always, let's say, let's do a prop bet for the Fade Dave segment of the week of the millennia of the year. Dave, I know we talked already yesterday. You're not the you believe the Eagles are frauds. We're not going to rehash that because yeah. I'm not even going to dignify that. That's not. I'm not going to dignify that. Super Bowl MVP odds right now. You have Patrick Mahomes at plus one twenty. You got Travis Kelsey at plus thirteen hundred. Jalen Hurts plus one twenty five, AJ Brown plus fourteen hundred, Miles Sanders plus twenty four hundred. What do you think is the best play here? Honestly, when it comes to Super Bowl MVP, remember also that I think Patrick Mahomes already won Super Bowl MVP, and it's really hard for players to win it multiple times. Yeah, that's not really ask Tom Brady. Um, but he's only one. I think I think once he won it twice, but could be wrong. Anywho, um, there's only one player that can win the MVP in this game because the Eagles can't win this game. Uh, and it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, unless unless Kelsey goes for like 200 yards, which is possible. Um, it's I don't like putting money on bets that like I'm sure aren't going to happen. Like I at least like there to be a chance. So it, the, the Patrick Mahomes, the odds are not going to be the best odds you're going to get. But it's the only bet I'd even feel mildly comfortable making. So you wouldn't even flirt with maybe Travis Kelsey a plus through thirteen hundred like you don't even like those no. like those. If it was thirteen thousand, yeah, and the thirteen hundred now doesn't move the needle. <laughs> thirteen thousand, Jesus Christ! And yeah, Dave is actually right. Not only when it once, twice, but he won it three, four, and five times. This is me, <laughs> being, the, this is me being the Patriots hater, Tom Brady hater. Not even uh. Tom Brady hater, mind that much. But folks, please head on over to FanDuel now. Head on over to FanDuel today. Use FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's L O C K E D O N to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, L O C K E D O N, and make everyone more with FanDuel, the official sports book of the NFL. Okay. Now we are looking towards next season. The offseason has been happening. We have emerged with a higher. You were discussing before the hire Patrick Sertan to replace Mr. Coach Marcus Woodson as he's now the defensive coordinator, I believe, over at Arkansas. Fentrell Cypress has joined the fold from Virginia, the number one cornerback in the ACC, top five cornerback in the country per not only PFF, but I think most advanced metrics and also scout-wise. He's a kid's a stud. You beat out LSU, Ohio State, Clemson Forum, places that also have been I've been developing and pumping up first round talents and then secondary level to the NFL. Dave, what have you made first of the off seat of the off season kind of approach? And also the, not only the restructuring of the roster of the room, but also the restructuring of who's heading that room. Yeah. I think the Fentrell Cypress take was a, was an interesting acknowledgement by the coaching staff. Um, 
because I think you'll find a, a good you'll find some people in our fan base who get irritated at the notion that our defensive backroom wasn't good enough last year. I don't understand that personally because clearly it wasn't. Uh, the standard is the standard that doesn't change. Um, and you know, it's, it's a case of you're going to take the best defensive back in the transfer portal, regardless of whether you need him on the roster. But the reality is we really, really needed him on the roster. And I'll tell you why we, we lost Jamie Robinson in the portal going into this season. I would have told, or not in the portal, sorry, to the NFL draft. I would have told you Jamie Robinson was the only true sure thing I knew about the defensive back room, not in terms of who'd be starting, but exactly what I'm getting out of that player. He, he was remarkably, remarkably consistent and remarkably durable the last two seasons for us. Right now, I'm here to tell you, the only thing I know for sure about this defensive back room is Fentrell Cypress. I know he's a lockdown corner. I know that air yards and explosive play stat should probably be similar this year. Um, because you're going to have to throw at the other side of the field and we're going to get to this in two seconds, but you're going to have options over there. And the question is going to be who the hell is replacing Jamie Robinson? Because we haven't grabbed anybody out of the portal. That's a replacement for Jamie Robinson. Uh, he must be on the roster already. And I'm going to just throw out a name here. Oh, I know. I know a what you're going to say. A lot of I, people forget he's on the roster. I, I, uh, we have a new defensive backs coach, as you like to point out. Come on, come on, Goat Sertan. Let's do it. Travis J still here, ladies and gentlemen. That kid is talented. I don't know. I, I I don't think you can replace Jamie Robinson. Is the point? I think, I think you know you have guys like Shaheem Brown who who really performed well for a young player last year. I think you're excited about the potential, but that's what you're looking at here with this group once again because. If the coaching has been the issue, then that means we haven't seen the best of this group and we don't know a lot about it. This group is one of the biggest question marks on the team. It is one of the most talented position groups, if not the most talented on the team, yet again. And yet, I don't know what to tell you about this room. We're going to find out a lot more about young players. And I think we have, the most we know right now is from, from what's coming back from our own team is Akeem Dent. Akeem Dent performed poorly for a good part of the season last year. And he turned it on towards the end of the season. So I've other way, other, other way around. Other way around. Right, right, right. Other yeah, way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what confused the last time. Too. It was like it was lot. It was. It's funny because last year was the opposite. That's and right. In this, this past year was that. Yeah. I I have I have high hopes that his consistency will improve with technique and coaching. And if that's the case, then I do feel good again at the safety spot. I don't think he will be Jamie Robinson. But the corners, we have plenty of options at that spot. Um, Renardo Green is back. Jerry and Jones. Uh, is Jerry and Jones still here? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's going to use when we're starting quarters. I'm excited. Perfect. I'm actually excited for that too because actually he did look. He looks demonstrably better like after this yeah. past year, and I think that definitely with someone like Patrick Sertan to develop him, it's going to be huge. And same thing with Renardo Green. Like Renardo Green was your best corner last year. I know PFF yeah. is otherwise, but if you watch, you watch the damn They're games. Great. Sorry, no offense, PFF, but yeah, the Renardo Green. He's Wolverine. He's Weapon X. He actually was your your pure shutdown corner. And Akeem, I think the problem with Akeem, he needs to stay fully healthy because you could tell he was not fully healthy towards the end of the year. And I'm already pretty sure that he's actually probably going to be nursing probably some issues, not, probably not issues, some, probably some injury over the course of spring practice, if I remember correctly. So to me, like that's that's going to be huge to actually have someone like Patrick Tan develop the entire room, especially with Azaria Thomas 
Kevin Holes and Amari Cooper being as young as they are. Yeah, I'm glad you said Azaria Thomas. That's the name I'm keeping an eye on. Um, with Sam McCall obviously out, uh, I think a lot of people were pissed <laughs> off about that because they thought that he was going to be the better of the two between him and Azaria Thomas. Um, I mean, I mean, Thomas flourished last year. Mm-hmm. That kid played his butt off for a true freshman, and I, I really do think the sky's the limit for him. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if second half of the season he ends up with one of the starting spots. And if that's the case, I think that's less of an indictment about the performance of other guys like Jerry Jones than it is about the the massive amount of skill that or potential and talent that that kid has. So yet again, another example, talent level in that room is just fine. We're not going to go against like opposing receiver cores that are just out immensely out talent this defensive back room. That's not going to happen. You get this technique down with this room, like you said. Um, Jerry and Jones, Renardo Green, uh, Greedy Vance, and um, Zaria Thomas. I, I I feel pretty good about our chances if those guys play just just at expectations. No, I I, I completely agree with you, and uh, it's just it's something that where it just feels right that basically someone a deep a defensive back that not only you, you myself have seen you know play at the collegiate level, but also we've seen some play collegially. He's also being. Another, I think probably the number, a top five corner in the NFL, and someone that we've seen actually demonstrably be great at what he does over at St. Thomas Aquinas. Sorry, sorry, not St. Thomas, uh, American Heritage. Sorry, those are rival school. Uh, I gotta get better with that. But overall, to me, this is a defensive back room that is loaded with talent, loaded with players, and quite frankly, Dave, you know what else is actually loaded with all this? Actually, no, we don't even have an ad break. So you know what, folks, we will take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with the final segment as Dave takes us home with basically his Dave segment of the week of the day of the millennia. Okay, Dave, we have reached the finish line. I'm going to pass the baton off to you. How do you want to close this, close this discussion out, or do you want to go somewhere differently and send the folks home on a happy way? Now, let's let's talk about this. What is the biggest wild card at the defensive back room to you? Like, imagine a world, and this isn't, like, all that hard to imagine. World. Right, in a world. In a world. Jamie Robinson, like I said, was, like... It, some players on Madden have like an injury or durability rating of like 100, mm-hmm. and they just don't get injured. At the safety spot, that's a violent position. You are every play uh, basically a heat-seeking missile. Yeah. And Jamie Robinson wasn't exactly like a slouch that avoided contact. So his ability to stay on the field was one of his biggest assets. Not that he didn't play well when he was out there because he did. What is... What is the biggest wild card for this defensive backroom to you? And imagine a world where Akeem Dent gets hurt. What what does that position look like to you? <laughs> well, dude. It's not that, dude, it's not that hard to imagine. You only have two safeties on the field. Like, do we have three safeties right now on the well, roster? Shaheem Brown, obviously. We have Shaheem Brown there. And then you probably bring up... Honestly... And this is where the I think your question kind of does make a little bit of sense. I know some people were discussing maybe bring, putting Bernardo Green back at safety. I think that's the wrong decision. Because he you saw him flourish and stay fully healthy. Keyword to your earlier point about how safety like you're asking the safety now to go up in the box, go all over because be like a chess piece nowadays. And I if you've already seen how the kid he's finally has first full healthy season. Don't put much more on his plate than actually he needs to have. But maybe after him, you probably go with someone like. Damn it. Because the problem is you also changed Brendan Gann from safety to linebacker, who when we do a preview, I do think that he actually has a bright future at that spot. So 
I think it's something that you definitely do need to go out to the portal and grab at least one more kid. And I, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody though. Are you? Sure. I think I am. Well, I'm not saying Travis J. Like the thing with so like I think Travis J. Has all the talent in the world to be actually very good here. And quite frankly, quite honestly, I think you're right in a sense that if there's a defensive backs coach out there besides you know the top two DB coaches that we know of, that. Why wouldn't Patrick Sertan be one of them? I feel like he's someone that actually can maximize the talent out of a kid like him. So to me personally, I think maybe it's those two. Maybe they're right. Maybe the answer is already there, and that's why we haven't seen actually basically some like more uh, I guess more aggressive recruiting for the safety spot, in particular when it comes to filling out the roster. Yeah, that just just the one thing about that that's curious to me, and this is why I still wouldn't be so shocked to see a late portal safety come into the mix because like. You you were able to come up with a couple guys that you said, okay, well, maybe that's good enough. And and, and those two guys, I think maybe it could be good enough. But you, we play three safeties sometimes. Like, that happened plenty of times this year. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of times where they get a break and a backup comes in. Or they get banged up. They have to sit out a series. I, 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 don't, I don't know that we know what that looks like, is my point. Mm-hmm. And... That, that's that's a little bit of a scary proposition for a defense that I don't know if it's going to be the same next year as it was this year. This year, like you said, was bend but don't break. You can't bend and break. You got to do one of the two. <laughs> I mean, ideally, you don't want to break. But if you're going to break, uh, I don't know, don't let them methodically drive down the field and take up the whole clock or something. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't like a this. This isn't a theories on football. But regardless. I don't know. I think that's the biggest that is the biggest question mark to me on this team is who is going to step up into that second safety spot and who does the who is the third guy up in that room? I think the cornerback room we have plenty of ideas. We have plenty of mm-hmm. options and ideas. The safety spot not really. Yeah, and also you know I also I forgot too that we lost Jarquez McClellan to the to like to basically eligibility. And Jarquez McClellan, number one, I know that he wasn't the sexiest pick, but also he was a player that you asked him to do his job and he did his damn job without making any mistakes. And that's really what you want for a death piece. And like like you're saying, right now I'm looking at our defensive back room right now. We like you're saying Jamie Robinson gone, Jarquez McClellan gone, uh, Malik Feaster gone to the portal, same thing with him McCall, same thing with um Demory Tate. You see, you look down the list and just you have to ask yourself, like, who else would you put actually at that spot? And Kenton Kirkland. I must say, like, do you ask one of the freshmen to do that? Because that's not I mean, that's not I don't think that's I mean, we saw Azaria Thomas, like if they feel that highly about a KJ Kirkland, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be that bad of a situation. And KJ Kirkland, Kenton Kirkland, to me, like he he definitely has the talent for that. Uh, Quindarius Jones, that's someone that I know a lot of people are very high on because he's super athletic. But I don't think he's been playing. I don't think he's played football for that long in his in his in his, in his career. So maybe you have to weigh on that too as well. Or maybe maybe it's the Conrad Hussey kid. And I don't think he's there yet. But over maybe over summer he learns everything else. And he was a top rated safety. Yeah. I and mean, he's the one that you fought off Penn State and Miami right. for. So honestly, maybe you just you let the young boys play. Yeah, it's possible. But that that just kind of goes to the point where I don't think there's another position group on this team that I'm as unsure of what the maybe depth. Patrick Sertan plays safety he's like hey listen let me just right. you know re-enroll some credits in real quick I'll do the player manager rolling in baseball in a little bit right but <laughs> that this speaks to how important it is for Akeem Dent to be consistent 
and be reliable and be on the field and not injured, uh, that is going to make all of the difference for this defense. If if Akeem Den is not playing up to the standard of Akeem Den and what we expect of the, of him in that position, I, I don't know. You're gonna have to change your defensive philosophy um, because again, we're going into a win now year. All the chips are on the table. We have to win. Uh, this is Jordan Travis's last year and a lot of last years for the best players on our team. So if you're going to win now, you're going to have to play a defensive style that allow that that a complements your offense and b limits opponents' points. <laughs> Obviously, that goes without saying. But if if you're going to do that, safety play is your last resort. And you didn't see an awful lot of those plays that just beat the top of the defense off this year. It it didn't happen a lot. I don't like the way I said that, but no, I, I know, I know that just took the top off the defense. It didn't happen a ton. Jamie Robinson, you would be sure if the if the pass was going to get behind a cornerback, at least Jamie's there. So you're going to have to hope Travis J steps up uh, and and becomes that option for you, um, and that Akeem Dent is, if nothing else, consistent and dependable. Because otherwise, uh, I don't know. You're going to have to win some shootouts. I think. Consistent, dependable, or maybe, just maybe, with the defensive line being fully healthy for a full season, that could actually probably help out the secondary as a whole. And you know what helps us out each and every single day, Dave? Our lovely, lovely listeners, because folks, we get to do this each and every single day, because y'all make Locked on Temple as your first listen, and folks, we love being here. Now, Dave, please take us home. Everybody, like Drake said, we love you, and we do thank you for being here. For our podcast, find us anywhere you find podcasts or your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, all of the places as far as I'm aware. For the YouTube, give the video a like if you could, please. Takes two seconds. Um, subscribe to the channel. Also takes two seconds. Ding the little bell. Turn your notifications on. You will find out when our episodes drop. And lastly, leave us a comment. Give me your depth chart in the defensive back room, especially at the safety spot. Give me a two deep. Challenge yourself into a three deep at the safety spot, if you would. Really curious to see what that looks like. And folks, for Dave, this is Drake, and we'll see you all next time on Locked on Sentinels. Take care, everybody. Good old.